2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Another But Sports with Ken Sterling for Thursday, December 5th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Listen, for some of you, you got that health savings account. That money expires at the end of the year. Use it now. Call Today's Dentistry, 317 849 2933. Make an appointment to see the best dentist I've ever gone to, the great Dr. Mike O'Neill. He's been my dentist for the last 25 years. I am absolutely thrilled. To be a patient of Dr. Mike O'Neill's. We're at the Colts complex, and the question today, what's the deal with Adam Finitary? Is he going to go on IR? Is he going to sit this week? What is his disposition regarding this team? He spoke to the media just a few minutes ago. The first question was, what was different that landed you on the injury report for the first time?
0: I, don't, I Honestly, I'm not, not 100% sure. Just uh, some reoccurring knee pain. Went and got an MRI on it. I haven't don't, I'm not a doctor. I can't read that stuff. I don't know exactly what was done and said, but we're, we're meeting up with them later today. With that being said, how do you feel today? I mean, 24 hours removed, obviously getting some treatment since then. Um, not stressing it too much today, just doing treatment and stuff like that. Um, uh, won't kick today, obviously. I don't kick on Thursdays anyway, so uh, we'll see how it feels moving forward. I know you were struggling with some knee issues during training camp. Is this the same problems you were dealing with before, just reoccurring? Similar, yeah. No. Adam, do you think he'll play on Sunday? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm hoping so. Hoping I can. Uh, uh, I feel well enough to go, but again, we will be able to talk to the docs today and see uh, see what it is and what's going on. Hey, Adam, how long has it been Bob? When did it start? You know, when did you start feeling issue, having an issue with on and off all season long. But you know, it, it, listen, guys go through stuff all the time, so. Um, you know, I've been able to been able to play through stuff, and it's just uh, we'll be all right.
1: What, 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 was, what was the final shot To say, all right, I need to have it. looked Something happened, like in practice yesterday, where you said, all oh, right, you know what? It just doesn't feel right. Um,
0: just just a little more sharp than it was before.
2: Frank said it cleared up the warm ups a little bit. Did you feel it on Sunday before the game as well?
0: Uh, I felt it a little bit last week, and through the game, and again yesterday. Have you had a chance to speak with young Chase yet? I know he comes into a situation here. Just just in the hall passing real quick. I uh, said hello, and I think they're out there working right now, and I'm heading into the training room. Adam, I know you mentioned that you've played through things before.
1: What's maybe different about this injury for you?
0: Every, every, every situation is different. Um, um, I don't know. No, I, I don't have an answer for you yet on this until we talk and figure out what's going on and, and – uh, you know, we'll see what the game plan is.
1: Adam, how, how will the decision? How do you think the decision will go in terms of deciding whether you can or can't play, or is that a decision in your hands? Is it Frank, or how does that work? Um,
0: probably a collection of all of us, I suppose. Probably, you know, docs and trainers and everybody will will put their two cents in, and we'll see if we can go. If I can go, I'll go. Do you have any doubt that you'll play again this season? I don't have an answer for you on that. I don't know. I, I You know, this is just a day at a time. We'll see uh, We'll see how it feels tomorrow and, and the next day and the next day. Hey, Adam, was, was your point earlier
1: season where you said you, know, you thought maybe I should sit out a little bit and you said you said it's kind of been either and off and on throughout? Was your point where you said maybe I should
0: shut it down earlier? Um, I know it bugged me in training camp and we, we, we sat down a little bit then and got it kind of under control and stuff. So just, um, no, no, I, I – I, if you can be out on the field, you do everything you can to get on the field.
1: Adam, knowing your, knowing your competitive mindset, is it hard not to think that maybe IR is a possibility?
0: Um, I, I haven't got that far yet. To be honest with you, I'm I'm just um, we're going to see what the docs say and see what we're doing and treat the heck out of it every single day and see what we can come up with.
2: That's Adam Vinatieri. He spoke to the media just a little bit ago. It doesn't sound real good for Vinatieri. The Colts, they signed a new kicker yesterday to the active roster. We'll see if he's up on Sunday or Vinatieri is, as you heard. They're going to go over the MRI results a little bit later today. I would expect an announcement one way or another regarding Vinatieri before the end of the day. We'll see what happens. Hopefully he's not done because he's on the precipice of so many cool things. One more field goal for 600. He's so close. He's so close to uh, moving ever forward on that list of games played for the Indianapolis Colts, so it'd be cool to have him go out on a high note rather than what happened this past Sunday afternoon against the Tennessee Titans. One of the high notes for the Colts this season has been the linebacker core. You've got Anthony Walker, you've got Darius Leonard, we know those guys really well. Bobby Okereke is a rookie who has really emerged as a playmaking threat within that linebacking core. He's a rookie out of Stanford, there's a lot of adjustment that has to go on with a football player who's a rookie in the NFL. We talked to Bobby Okereke about that. Every single week, it seems like you get a little bit better. You get to the ball quicker and you're making plays. What's that evolution been like for you? Uh, it's been fun.
1: Uh, I mean, like I've said this whole time, it's a learning experience uh, being in a room with the linebackers in this room. Uh, it's a competitive room. Uh, there's a lot of athletes in the room, so we all push each other to get better. Um, and I think
2: playing and experience and just learning under Coach Fluce has just kind of been a good evolution process for me. The grading system that he's got, rewards going after the football, it seems like you've done that the last couple of weeks at a really high level.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get a certain amount of points for interceptions, forced fumbles, sacks, really those splash, splash impact plays, so you want to maximize many of those and minimize all the missed tackles, critical errors, missed assignments, stuff like that.
2: You talked about the linebacker room. How, In your competitive, are you cooperative as well? Definitely. I mean, uh, ever since I came in as
1: a rookie, um, Anthony took me under his wing, uh, teaching me the playbook. Darius took me under his wing. All those guys, Matt, Zaire, Sky, um, took me and each under our wing. And really, uh, we're a tight-knit group. And you see that in the way we practice, we play, we all hang out together. So it's a good group.
2: About seven months into your NFL career since you got drafted, has anything surprised you? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely
1: playing. You definitely have some welcome to the NFL moments as a rookie. I mean, uh, the physical, physicality, intensity, speed, uh, definitely, uh, you get introduced to it pretty quickly when you're on the field. So it's been a good learning process for me
2: getting ready for the box. What special kind of challenges do they present to you?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, playmakers, um, Uh, Starting with Jameis Winston, he's a playmaker. Uh, Ronald Jones, a running back in 25 there as well. I played against Ronald uh, in college at USC. Um, Just kind of dynamic playmakers on the field, so we just got to be ready for that.
2: You guys are all really young, that linebacker group, whether it's Anthony. He's in his third year and Darius in his second. So they're not far removed from the challenges you're facing. Have they been good about being empathetic and kind of nursing? Not nursing, that's the wrong word, but kind of bringing you along?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely um, teaching. I mean, I ask a lot of questions. They're always there to help me with questions. Uh, But for me, just being a rookie, learning from them. Uh, I mean, watching the film, uh, you can learn from your own mistakes, but you can learn from some of the mistakes and some of the good things other guys do in the field. So I think that's my job as a rookie. Uh, Look up to these guys. I mean, Anthony has two seasons, good seasons under his belt. Darius has one where he was defensive rookie of the year. So there's a lot of film, a lot of stuff for me to learn from.
2: What's the ceiling for you guys? Real softball question. But as a unit, what's the ceiling for you guys two years down the road? Who are you?
1: Um, I mean, I think we're a championship-level defense. I mean, that's the standard we hold ourselves to. Uh, We always talk about it as defense is on the rise, uh, and we just got to stick to our fundamentals and principles, and it'll get us there.
2: That's Colts rookie linebacker Bobby Okereke talking about his emergence as a real threat on this defense to raise hell and cause game-changing plays. Hopefully he's able to do that this Sunday down in Tampa Bay because it's nut-cutting time for your Indianapolis Colts. Either they win now or they're done you're 6 and 6. You've got to go 10 and 6 to get to the playoffs in all likelihood, so you better start winning now. If you win out, you got a shot. If you lose any of these 4 games including a Monday night game against New Orleans Saints down in New Orleans, you lose any of those games and your the chances of you going to the playoffs drop to near 0. Okariki and the linebackers, they're really young, and they're a great reason to be optimistic about the Colts moving forward. That offense, who knows who's going to be up and who's going to be down. We know that Funchess isn't going to play. We don't know about T.Y. Hilton. We assume he's not going to play this week. Paris Campbell, he was full go yesterday at practice. Marlon Mack. He may be able to go. He may not be able to go. This is an offense where you really don't know who's going to be able to show up from one Sunday to the next. That lack of continuity has caused some problems and may have put Jacoby Brissett in a position where the Colts, they need to keep monitoring and they need to give Jacoby Brissett more opportunities to prove that he is either the starter that they believe can get them to a a Super Bowl or that he's not. Do you want to, if Jacoby Brissett, and he's under contract for another year, if you've got Brissett and Brissett operates well next year, despite the fact that you used a first round draft pick or a second round draft pick on a quarterback, what are you doing, right? You've got Brissett. Do you need a better number two that you've got to invest a high draft pick in? Or do you need a starter? They got a lot of questions to answer prior to the draft in April, much less before training camp next year and before the regular season next year. We saw how things can change. Right, So what's even the point of discussing it, I guess? Because everybody in Indianapolis thought that Andrew Luck was going to be the quarterback moving forward. He played in the Pro Bowl last year, looked like he was healthy. Then all of a sudden, he can't go in minicamp, he can't go in OTAs, and he doesn't go in training camp to the point where finally he just says, to hell with it, I'm retiring. You didn't see that coming. Some people, maybe they say they saw it coming. I didn't see it coming. Brissett, what do you see coming with Jacoby Brissett? I don't know. Is he a guy who can take this team to a Super Bowl? So far, it looks like he's not. But they've got to figure that out in the Colts' front office before the draft next year. Let's talk about the Purdue Boilermakers and really basketball overall in Central Indiana. Because all of the teams, whether it's Purdue, coming off that 69 40 shellacking of defending national champions, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, although. Let's be honest about the Cavaliers, about Virginia. This is not the team that they were last year. They don't have the weaponry offensively that they had, so they try to make up for it with defensive excellence. And last night, they were not excellent on the defensive end. Last night, you had Sasha Stefanovic with six threes, three of them really early in that game that kind of set a tone and created separation between Purdue and Virginia. Virginia is just a team that's not going to be able to come back from the dead in order to win games. So that lead just kept expanding and expanding, and expanding, until finally, it kind of got out of hand, and all of a sudden, Tommy Luce was on the floor for the Purdue Boilermakers, the walk-on from Jeffersonville, Indiana, and the son of the great Joe Luce. Purdue, terrific. The Pacers, you know what? Equally terrific. You want to watch good team first basketball in the NBA, you got like one option, and that's the Indiana Pacers. They move the basketball well offensively, they are not selfish whatsoever. And on the defensive end, they appear to be connected, and they got a terrific second unit. Domas Sabonis last night, 17 and 13. T.J. Warren, 24 points. And T.J. Buckets, man, that guy can throw it in from anywhere on the floor. A great mid-range game, wonderful teardrop. He can score around the rim. He can shoot threes. TJ Warren, one of those guys kind of an under the radar acquisition by the Indiana Pacers during the offseason that has led them to where they are. They've got a 14 and 7 record. Tomorrow night they play at Detroit, then Saturday night they play at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks before coming home early next week to take on the Los Angeles Clippers and the uh, much reviled Paul George. People here, you know what? People here either love you or they hate you out the door. And there's no in-between. And with Paul George, there's no in-between. Kind of reminds me of Jermaine O'Neal a little bit. When Jermaine O'Neal was traded to the Toronto Raptors, he came on the Kravitz and Eddie show on 1070 The Fan, and he said, I can't wait to come at, back here and watch my uh, jersey and number be raised to the Raptors as they retire it. Well, I, I thought, is he? what's the matter with this guy? what's he thinking what what's he what's he on he's not processing information correctly because he thinks his number is going to be retired by this franchise he neither debuted with his team nor finished his career with the team who retires that kind of number no one And you feel the same way about Paul George. Paul George was drafted here. He did some good work here. But as he evolved from a competitive and team-first basketball player into what he became, and that's a brand, the PG-13 brand, the shoe guy, Paul George, all of a sudden, like the bloom, came off the rose, and people in central Indiana wanted nothing more to do with Paul, and they were right. Not to How about the Big Ten last night? We'll go back to college basketball for a minute. The Big Ten was thought to be done. Right? Terrible year for the Big Ten. Everybody's down. This is not going to be a very good uh, a Big Ten year in college basketball. Well, you know what? Kiss my ass. They're just fine. They win the Big Ten ACC challenge, eight to six. Ohio State. Beat the living hell out of North Carolina last night. The worst loss at the Dean Dome in Chapel Hill in the Roy Williams era. They finished the game on a 35-13 run. Ohio State is the real deal. Also, you know, Northwestern won last night, for God's sake. They had a lot of good games last night. Penn State won in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. So time, Nebraska lost, that's for sure. Wisconsin lost, and Indiana's got to play Wisconsin on Saturday afternoon. So maybe they're going to have kind of a chip on their shoulder after getting beat down in the uh, research triangle. Now they're going to go back to Madison and get ready for Indiana anyway. Big Ten basketball is just fine. Purdue moves up to number five. In the Ken Palm rankings, Ohio State is number two in the Ken Palm rankings. Michigan, Michigan State, Indiana, terrific. How about uh, Purdue, Butler, and Indiana all being in the top 20 in Ken Palm? This is a terrific year for college basketball and professional basketball here in central Indiana. I absolutely love the way these teams play. It's fun to watch all of them. I enjoy sitting back, watching Butler, watching Purdue last night, watching Indiana the night before, watching the Pacers last night, clicking back and forth between the Purdue game and the Pacers game, especially once that Purdue game got kind of out of control in Purdue's favor. This is just a great year for, uh, for basketball in this area, and that's a good thing because the Colts, they're not living up to our expectations of them. People thought, you know what, coming off that playoff win – At Houston last year, maybe the Colts are ready to take the next step toward a championship. That hadn't happened. At least it hadn't happened yet. You know what, though? They were at the same spot last year. They were 6 one out, wound up earning a spot in the playoffs and beating the Houston Texans before going to Kansas City and kind of getting run out of Arrowhead Stadium. So, you know, let's not write them off quite yet, but it really doesn't feel like this thing has a lot of positive momentum moving forward. That... Is sports nothing but sports for a beautiful Thursday in central Indiana, mid forties. It's sunny. Hey, before we go, let's talk about the bears and the Cowboys for a minute. I think the bears win this game. They're three point underdogs tonight at soldier field against Dallas. I don't like Dallas right now, and I do like the, the Bears. I think the Bears have figured out a little bit about playing together, and they continue to figure out who Mitch Trubisky is. Trubisky playing at a higher level the last two games than he did the first few games of the season. I like Trubisky right now. He's not a Super Bowl-level quarterback, and he's never going to be that, but I think he's good enough to get the win tonight in Chicago against the Cowboys. This has been Sports Nothing But Sports. Again, a beautiful uh, Thursday in central Indiana. Want to remind you, join me tomorrow morning on Facebook Live for Breakfast with Kent and then on Periscope Live. If you want to see it again, you can do that. It's a show so nice we do it twice. They are completely improvised and extemporaneous, so one show sometimes bears little resemblance to the next. The Periscope show, sometimes it's a little bit better than the Facebook show, sometimes not. You never know what's going to happen early in the morning in the Sterling household. Join me, all of it brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Give Dr. Mike O'Neill a call, 317-849-2933.